It was two or three minutes short of half-past five, when Piper turned off Belsize Lane into Cornstalk Avenue, a tree-lined road curving in a gentle slope towards the higher ground of Rosslyn Hill. He was in good time for his appointment. Julian Davy had said he would expect him between 5.30 and a quarter to six. The sun had gone behind a patch of cloud, and there was the threat of rain in the air. As Piper slowed to a stop outside Denholm Court, he thought he could hear a faint rumble of thunder far over to the west. Half a dozen cars were parked in the resident's private enclosure, fronting the main entrance to the twin block of flats. Ten yards farther along the avenue, a telephone repair van stood with its rear doors open. A coil of wire lay at the edge of the pavement. Piper switched off, removed his ignition key, and checked the time. In his mirror, he could see a blue Jaguar swing in a wide turn and drive into the private car park. He had seen the same car behind him in Belsize Lane. A man got out, a sturdy man, with blonde hair and a pointed nose. He stood dangling his car keys and smiling as Piper came towards him. Then he said, You're John Piper, aren't you? Recognized you from your photograph in the papers a couple of months ago. Piper said, You must be Mr. Davy. That's right. Glad I got here in time to meet you. Would have been home before now, but you know what it's like getting through the traffic at this time on a Saturday afternoon. Yes, I do. Conditions certainly don't improve. As they crossed the flagged courtyard, Piper asked, Did you enjoy the match? Davy waited until they were inside the entrance hall before he said, Well, it wasn't bad. I've seen worse performances. The usual mischances, of course, but taken all round, the result was a fair one. The entrance hall had a runner of royal blue carpet down the centre, with parquet flooring on either side. At the far end of the hall, there was a glass-panelled door through which Piper could see flower beds and an oval stretch of close-trimmed lawn. Flats 1A, 1B, 1C and 1D faced each other in pairs on the ground floor. The lift was on the right, the emergency staircase directly opposite. Neon tubes boxed in the ceiling provided discreet illumination through perspex covers. Piper liked the atmosphere of Denholm Court. It was the kind of place with all the hallmarks of gracious living. He told himself that Julian Davy must have a prosperous business. Catering equipment covers a pretty wide field, I suppose. Wonder if it's an old established concern, or if he started it himself. Either way, he must be making money. They went into the lift, and Davy pressed button two. As the door slid shut, he said, Good of you, I don't mind admitting, to come here on a Saturday afternoon. I appreciate it very much. Piper said, Not at all. The Cresset people thought it advisable to get a valuation done before you and your wife went away next week. Never know what can happen these days. That's what's been worrying me ever since I got the idea we might be underinsured, 
Since the last time I increased the amount of cover, we've bought some new furniture and several pieces of silver that cost quite a bit. Seems it's high time you increased the policy, Piper said. The lift stopped with the barest sensation of movement. When they got out, Davy said, I was surprised when Bill McLean arranged to send somebody with your special qualifications.